welcome to Couple of Idiots. This is your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we cover the TV show Supernatural. I am your host, Dan, and with me as always... Penny. Hello, Penny. Hello, Dan. So, today we watched Nightmare. Yes, we did. Uh, did you suffer a lot of, from nightmares as a kid? No, not really. Right. I had a pretty good childhood, so no nightmares. What? <laughs> I mean... Well, I had a good childhood, too, but I suffered from nightmares pretty badly as a kid for whatever reason. Yeah, no, not that I can really think of I, I didn't, no. Which is weird because I used to think it was caused by scary movies, but I actually hated scary movies as a kid. Now I love scary movies, but I hardly have any nightmares anymore. Yeah, but we weren't allowed to watch scary mo- I mean, we were allowed to watch, like, Frankenstein and Vampire, you know, stuff like that because it wasn't real, but anything to do with ghosts or demons no that was very very forbidden okay well this episode starts with sam having a nightmare he sees a guy uh pull into his garage the doors lock themselves the car turns itself back on the garage door closes he like seals in gets sealed into the garage car starts and he dies of carbon monoxide poisoning uh it looks like a normal, it's already happened sort of thing, but then it's a dream sequence. Dan, uh, Dan <laughs> Dean, like, rushes asleep. No, Sam wakes up, rushes, <laughs> rushes asleep, rushes awake. Oh, Jesus, I have screwed this whole thing up. <laughs> Start that over in English now, would you? <laughs> so Sam was having a dream, and he comes to, wakes Dean up, insists that they got to split right now. Um, What was cool is Dean, he's just asked, like, What's going on? And then the next scene, they're in the car. So, I mean, it seems like Dean's down for going and chasing something in the middle of the night. Right. And, yeah, at first he's like, what? But I think because Sam was so insistent about it that, hey, this is something we really got to look into. And they kind of trust each other at this point. So I think that's why Dan's like, okay. Or Dean. <laughs> I said Dan, too. Uh-huh. That's why Dean is like, okay, yeah, let's let's do this. So on their way, uh, Sam makes a f- fake phone call acting like the cops and he remembered the uh license plate number in the dream this was kind of one of those scenes too that was shot like even after it was done i remembered the license plate number they kept it like right in the middle of the frame for so long right they did uh they call it finds out it's some dude in saginaw michigan and sam asks how far is it and dean says a couple hours and he's like drive faster and they take off, and then it's commercial break, I think. is, I think that was the first break then. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, they do arrive then at outside the house that we saw in the dream, or outside the garage, and there's already paramedics there removing the body. Uh, they stand around like a, there was a ton of nosy neighbors outside, too. I mean, if a paramedics were dragging a body out of a building, I don't think, like, the entire neighborhood would be there in the middle of the night. But Well, I don't know. I mean, it looked like a quiet neighborhood, and maybe they heard the ambulance and thought, hey, what the heck is going on? It was something maybe unusual for their neighborhood. Yeah, that's the only reason I can think of where they would all be out there gawking like that. But we know it's the middle of the night because when Sam wakes Dean up, Dean says it's the middle of the night, and it's takes them two hours to get there and they're like oh yeah they found this body a couple hours ago so we know it's still the middle of the night <laughs> so i don't know a lot of people out there <coughs> they poke around get a get a lot of answers i think and they just say well uh the police all assume that he 
um, killed himself. Right. Everyone at this point thinks it's a suicide. Cause it looks like he just shut himself in the garage, sealed it up, and started the car and committed suicide. Yeah, there was one detail, too, of that opening that they never followed back on. But when he was trapped in the car, he broke the key off in the ignition. And I thought for sure that was going to be a clue that they look into. It never comes up again, though. No, yeah, no, not at all. So they realize that they need to get more information and get into the houses to uh, ask the family more. But obviously, you know, in this kind of condition, they aren't going to be able to just go in as cops and start asking probing questions. So the next day they show up and they're disguised as priests. Which Sam immediately says this is a new low for even them. (laughs) 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 I guess it's one thing to uh, impersonate a police officer. It's another thing to impersonate a priest. Because I'm sure, Sam, at this point, things are probably going straight to hell. <laughs> yeah, that kind of made me feel bad because I've done that before. I have a priest <laughs> collar shirt and I've, I've worn that and just gone out. And people want to think I'm a priest. That's fine. Yeah, but you do it for giggles. You don't do it for a serious purpose of getting information from a grieving family. No, um, I usually use it around Christmas time if I have to go into a store with lots of crowds. Um, you get treated very nicely. <laughs> um, anytime you got to be somewhere where you're in and out and you don't want to like hassle with other people, wear that. Everyone seems really calm and nice around priests. So This is true. You don't see a lot of priests being attacked in public. Hopefully not anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um so they show up, they're, they're acting like priests, and they uh, visit the house of Roger Miller. Now that, Roger... No, Roger's the brother. Oh, yes, they visit Jim Miller's house, but Roger Miller, his brother, is there. Is there along with... Uh, his wife, Alice. Wife, Alice, and son, Max. Yeah, so S- Sam speaks to Max um, about Sam's age like his mother no 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 no. they don't talk about that at all sam does talk to max um but in the meantime dean is upstairs because they don't know is this a ghost is this a demon whatever so dean gets out the emf um things like that and they conclude that after they leave that there's nothing in the house there's no sulfur no emf no nothing to indicate that it was some sort of supernatural thing yeah, I'm, I now just reread that sentence, what I was trying to read. It's some definite exposition in this synopsis that doesn't need to be there. Okay, so Dean then, he searches the house of that infrared thermal scanner. Now, this is a new device that we hadn't seen anywhere. So he's upstairs poking around, and it looks, he's got a little screen, like, mounted on a circuit board with all these crazy wires and there's two green lasers that shoot out of the front and cross in front of it what is the purpose of any of that well because every every creature deserves a hot meal that that goes back to austin powers he wants sharks with lasers anyway yeah no i've never seen that and i don't think we ever see that again i do understand the um the reason why he had a, a was looking through a screen um because we'll learn that in a much later episode why he did that, so I'm not going to spoil it now. But there is a reason why he did look through the screen. What the lasers had to do with anything? Totally nothing. I think it was just there for special effects, and that was it. <laughs> it looked pretty silly. It, it really did, yes. 
Back at the motel then, uh, the boys to continue to research into the Millers in the house, and Sam then suffers a painful vision. It looks like he's got getting a uh, migraine or something. He grabs his head, falls to the floor. Then he has a vision of Roger Miller being decapitated by a kitchen window. So they're like, oh, crap, this guy's going to die. So they rush over there. Yeah, they get there, and the guy still thinks that they're priests, even though they're not dressed up as priests anymore. And he's like, I got nothing to do with you. <laughs> they try to step, but, you know, we're trying to save your life. They're like, goodbye, see ya. Nope, out of here. Well, it was a pretty funny line. He's like, what are you guys, missionaries? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a dig on Mormons. Yeah. <laughs> but, no. So they decide, you know, we got to get this guy. They go breaking around back or something. I know they end up on the fire escape, you know, climbing up with the fire escape. Yeah, by the time they get to the fire escape, then the whole, he sticks his head out the window and it gets chopped off by the window happens. Well, it, what happened in, in Sam's vision is, you know, he came home and he was in the kitchen putting groceries away. And yeah, the, the window just opened by itself. So he kind of thought it was odd. He closed it, locked it, went back to putting stuff away. And then you see the window unlock and open again. All right. So let me ask you this, because this is going to get, this is going to be, we're going to talk about this more in the episode, but these things happening, I guess the sci-fi term would be through telekinesis. Right. Have you ever seen anything just move on its own with no uh, explanation before? No, I haven't. I have. Can I tell you a short story about the time I was scared shitless and ran two miles? Was it Carrie who could change a page of a turn the page of a book with her mind, but only if no, if you no, weren't no, looking? No. Okay, no. okay, no. Tell me That's the story. That's a story for another day. Okay, Save <laughs> scary Carrie for later. <laughs> um, I was, I guess, in about sixth or seventh grade. Lived in this uh, old house in town. Down in the basement, like half of the basement had a cement floor in it, and the other half was just a uh, dirt floor. And the dirt floor half then, i uh, that's where I had my train sets and all my extra crap, and my parents stored some stuff over there too that wouldn't be affected by the moisture. Right. And just one day while I was down there playing with my trains, I just got a really creeped out feeling. I shut the door to that room and I never went back in it. It just creeped me out that I didn't want to be down there in the dirt floor basement anymore. Okay. And just the whole thing really weirded me out. So then a couple uh, weeks later, I was down in the basement and I had to swap up. That's our washer and dryer were down there. So I'd have to go down there to help out with laundry. And I grabbed a big bundle of clothes once, you know, to haul it into the washer. And this sock came up and it like this sock like poked its head up like it was a snake. Uh-huh. And I was holding on to this laundry and I'm like, oh, my God. And then at that point, then the snake like head moved around and looked at me. And then I like threw the clothes and screamed. And this, that, at that point, then sock snake jumped at me. <laughs> and I was like, ah! Oh. And I hauled ass out of that house and ran to some friends that I knew were home that lived a mile away wow. and I didn't stop running. <laughs> I called my parents. I mean, I was white as a ghost and I told them, I go, I am never going back into that house again. It is haunted. <laughs> Sock snake jumped at me. I'm like, F that place. I go, that knew that basement was creepy. I knew something happened. And it was, and I was just like, "F that." So, my parents knew where I was at. They went. They're like, "Well, we're gonna go in and investigate, and we'll be back 
to pick you up. I'm like, good luck with the ghost, man. <laughs> and uh, my parents, about 30 minutes later, they come back out to where I was at. And they show a sock with a huge, great, big, unraveled thread on the end. <laughs> <laughs> so what had happened is when I picked up the big you know, armload of clothes, within my armload was the thread. And at the other end was the snake who I was controlling with my thread and my movement. Yes, if you hadn't mentioned that, that's what, what I was going to say it probably was. Is it probably somehow was coming unraveled and... Especially though, when you threw the clothes in the air or whatever, that's that's yeah. when it's jumped at you. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> no, I have never had any experience like that in my life that I recall, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the one, and you know, for all I know, that sock unraveled itself after I left. <laughs> oh, <laughs> didn't, yeah. make, didn't make me look dumb, but <laughs> sure, I'm sure it did, babe. I'm sure it did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was that's my one like telekinetic. Oh my god. <laughs> moment okay we can get back into this story okay so yeah <laughs> you're looking at my notes i was just too busy laughing another vision um wow are you gonna get back into it or yeah i'm just looking at my really notes I'm trying, I'm trying to think where we left off okay the decapitated the uncle so then the next day, the boys go back and we're talking to Max again because it was, of course, his uncle. And by the way, Max looks like shit. Yeah, he really does. He doesn't look good he, at all. He's all pale white with like kind of dark sunken eyes a little bit. But he's like glossy. <laughs> he's, he looks like he's got a coat of paint on him. Right. And I'm sure that Sam and Dean kind of attribute it to the fact that he just lost his dad, just lost his uncle. Um, so still thinking it's some sort of spirit, not attached to the house, but attached to the family somehow, asked him about his, his childhood. And he goes, no, it was normal. Everything, we were happy. Everything was cool. Uh, well, he got, he, he looked really defensive and it seemed like he was just making up generic answers. Right. Right. And, but he did mention that, um, they used to live in another house across town where his uncle Roger lived in the house next door to him. And so, um, he would see his dad and his uncle every day um but yeah when they left dean's like yeah i didn't really like his answers it looks like he's hiding something so they go and find out where they used to live and go talk to an old neighbor of theirs yeah luckily there was an old neighbor who lived across the street outside raking his leaves and he's lived there for 20 years and he has nice clear memory on that family well i guess you would yeah you would have yeah because we find out that the neighbor actually had to call the cops on that family uh, six or seven times. Said that they always used to wail on the kids. The mother just stood around, didn't do anything. Yeah, they said that you know, the dad, <coughs> they, he mentioned that he was a mean drunk. So the dad would come home drunk, start beating Max. And, um, and did mention that the uncle would be just as mean to him. And yeah, the stepmother would just kind of stand there and not do anything, not help the kid, not try to stop him. Possibly she was afraid for her own safety. I don't know. I've never been in that situation, so I don't know how I would react to it. Well, if the husband's a drunk, the uncle's a drunk, you'd figure that then that wife is a drunk, too. I'm, I'm guessing that all three of them just sat around and drank and beat on the kid. Well, you no, know, it's later mentioned that she didn't do anything. She wasn't participating in it. 
in it just didn't do anything to stop it either. Hey, silence is violence. That's true. You can't just sit there and watch someone get the crap beat out of them, especially a kid, and do nothing about it and say, oh, I'm innocent. I didn't do anything. Yeah. So then from here, um, is this when Sam has another vision? Yeah, they're back in the car and... Oh, no, they're, they're, as they're done finishing up talking to the neighbor, Sam starts getting a really bad headache, and so Dean gets them into the car, and then, yes, then Sam has another vision. And in the vision, Alice and Max are in the kitchen talking. Looks like Alice is preparing dinner because she's cutting vegetables. And her and Max are arguing, and Max is saying, or she says, but I never did anything. And he's like, yeah, that's right. You never did anything. You never tried to stop them from beating me. With his mind, takes his knife and... Sticks right in the eye. <laughs> yeah, but we know it's just a vision at this point. And it's clear now that we see that it's Max that's the person that has the telekinetic abilities to do stuff. So they rush out back over the house, and then they find this situation in progress. Right. Fortunately, they get there before he gets the chance to kill his stepmother. So the events and the visions are occurring. Um, they try to talk him outside and, like, calm him down and have a nice chat. So they just want to bring him outside to talk to him. But this was kind of a dumb, dumb, dumb move on Dean's part. He had a he grabbed a handgun with him to take in. Now, if you're trying to convince some dude with teleconnected powers that you're not there to shoot him, why would you bring a handgun? Well, not that they weren't. Well, because of the fact uh, he that. He said he brought it for his own protection. He did buy it for his own protection because, or bring it for his own protection because he told Sam hey, you know, he, this guy killed two of his family members. He's a monster as far as I'm concerned. And Sam's like, no, he's just some messed up kid that used to get beat on when he was young. And, you know, he's got this power now. He's probably just trying to get revenge or something on his dad and his uncle. But, yeah, Dean's like, oh, I'm taking this just, you know, just in case. I need to protect myself. So Well, dumb, dumb move because as they're walking out the door... Uh, he can see, clear, Max can clearly see his gun in his jacket. So Max then uh, shuts the door, slams Alice against the chicken counter. Chicken. <laughs> the chicken counter machine. The kitchen counter. Uh, knocks her out. Uh, Sam convinces Max to let Dean take Alice upstairs while they talk. Right, because um, Sam feels some sort of connection with Max. <coughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Max is angry. He informs them that he, the beatings did not stop when he was a child. Like, this isn't old stuff. Like, Sam and Dean assume that this is old childhood stuff. He lifts his shirt up and shows that he got, like, beat in the ribs just a week ago. He still had bruises and probably why he looks like hell. Right. So, yeah, it's like this isn't something that just happened years ago. It's still happening. But he did say my dad came home drunk, which he hasn't done in a while. He started beating me, which he hadn't done in a while. So it sounds like when the guy was sober, he was fine. Just when he got drinking too much, that's when things got out of hand. Well, and it's too bad because his mother also, you know, this is how bad Max's life is. His mother died in a nursery fire when he was six months old. And his mother was pinned to the ceiling. And so he thinks his dad blames, blamed him for her death. But Max, like, he must have really been drunk. There's no way that could have happened. And Sam is like, OMG, yeah, it did. That's how my mom died, too. 
And so Max right away is like, well, your dad must have been about as drunk as mine. Well, Max doesn't want to stop the killing, so he goes and locks Sam into a closet. Right. Um, and this was after, you know, Sam's like, you must be connected to him somehow. This is how my mom died, too. Did your powers start about six, seven months ago, which they had, because that's when Sam started having his visions. Yeah, so he, you know, with his mind, throws Sam into a closet, slams the door shut, doors shut and moves like this big china cabinet or something like that in front so he couldn't get out. Yep. So upstairs, then, Max threatens Alice and Dean with the gun. Inside the closet, then, Sam has a vision about Max shooting Dean in the head. Uh, and so Sam is just outraged. And then, like, he now has telekinetic psychic powers because he, like, sh- shouts or something. And then all of a sudden, that heavy, the curio or the dresser or whatever he pushed in front slid away from the door. So he's able to get out. Yes, and he was able to get just in time to get upstairs where, once again, the scenario was playing out just as Sam had seen it. Um, Max threatened Alice with the gun. Dean says, you're going to have to go through me first. Fortunately, Sam busts down the door before Max gets a chance to shoot Dean in the head. Yep, so Sam saves Dean. Um, Max then, though, quickly, he turns the gun on himself and he shoots himself. Right, because Sam was trying to explain, you know, this isn't going to stop your pain. You know, killing your stepmother isn't going to do anything. And Max like, you're right. So I guess he felt the only way to stop his pain was to end his own life. And that way he wouldn't have to deal with it anymore. As they leave town, Sam tells Dean that he moved the furniture with his mind. Dean reassures Sam that he won't let anything happen to him. But he's clearly worried. Yeah, Dean is worried. Um because Sam, you know, did also mention to him that he thinks they're connected because obviously what killed Mary and Jess killed Max's mother too, and the fact that they're all three killed the same way. So somehow this demon has these two kids the same age, both six months old when their mothers were killed. What's the connection? I'm now starting to have these telekinetic powers. And Sam was afraid. He's like, what if I turn out like Max? And he was like, oh, don't worry. You have something Max never had. You've got me, and I'll take care of you. Yep. So did you like this episode? Um, yeah, I did, because it starts exploring more about Sam's psychic abilities and how they're, they progressed and how they possibly could progress in the future. Yeah, and you, what did you think? Uh, it was all right. I mean, I don't see how it... I, I don't know quite how everything lines up in the larger story up, but yeah, it's interesting. And I like that there's some actual callback in connection with the larger story that this episode had the recap yet again. It's like, okay, you keep reminding of us of, of, <laughs> you keep <laughs> reminding us of this, but we haven't like gone back to it yet. So it's nice that at least there's a bit of a touchstone here, but geez, when are we going to move on with their story? Um, yes, it, do, it happens. They do move on and, you know, things happen. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say what exactly happens because Dan hasn't watched all the episodes yet. And I'm assuming if people are listening, they haven't watched them all yet either. So I don't want to give away too much. But, yeah. 
Um, but one thing, Dean thinks that they should take a road trip to Vegas so <laughs> Sam can use his psychic ability so they can clean up at the craps table. And Sam's like, no, he's not going to do that. He doesn't want to go along with those shenanigans. Yeah, that seems like a good way to get your ass beat. Very true. If you're just flipping, you know, the dice around on a craps table. Um, yeah, not too much. Oh, one thing that I wanted to start calling out is when they uh, are doing their fake, their fake um, uniforms and uh, pers- personas. Yes. Uh, so this one, they uh, came in as Father Simmons and Father Freely. You know what those references are to? Yeah, like a band Kiss. Yeah. Gene, Gene Simmons, Simmons and Ace Frehley. Yeah, Ace Frehley. So, I don't know. Just something to mention. We'll, I'll try to remember to mention all of those when they come around. We'll call out what their references are. If it's not too obvious. <laughs> <laughs> well, so far it's been pretty much the same thing. So, yeah, it's pretty obvious. They uh, reference a lot of classic rock people, drummers, musicians, things like that. Because Dean is into the classic rock, and there's a lot of classic rock music in the episodes. So, yeah, I wonder if kids watching this pick up on those. Um, probably not as much as you and I do, um, but certainly um, some of us. Oh, Jesus! Sorry about that. But Nala's in here again, wanting to get some attention because I'm not paying any attention to her. That dog is such a brat. Nah, she's a good girl. Um, I think that's about all I got. I mean, I don't know. Is telekinesis real? Can it really happen? Um, I don't think so. But remember that, what was his name, Yuri Geller, who could bend spoons with his mind, supposedly? I don't know. Yeah, that's a gag. That's a trick. Right, yeah. But at the time when he first came out, no one knew it was a trick. Thought it was real. He was really doing it with his mind. Yeah, those spoon bender guys are nuts oh (laughs) indeed it did ask sam to bend a spoon and he's like i can't just turn it on and off automatically when i moved the the dresser or cabinet whatever he's like i was in emotional distress saw you get killed and so that's why he thinks he had the power to move it yeah well yeah because dean like even held up a spoon and was like you're a spoon bender huh bend this yeah So anyway, yep, that's that's about all I can think of for that episode. Um, oh, there is one thing that you had a problem with. Sam said, this has nothing to do with our family or something like that. What did Sam say? And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, he's like, nothing, nothing. Don't nope. worry about anything bad or weird. Nothing bad or weird's ever happened in our family, at least. I'm like, what are you talking about? But no, what he said That's was the like, there, <coughs> what he said was there's no connection. And I think what he meant was, at that point, Sam did not know that there was a connection between the Winchester family and the Miller family. It wasn't until they found out that Max's mother died the same way Sam's mother did that, yeah, there's somehow that connection. That's yeah, what but even th- before we found out about the mother dying <laughs> thing, it, just how they phrased it was like, our family doesn't have anything weird to happen. Like, what was that recap? I wish I knew the exact quote. I'm sure our listeners would like to know the exact quote. Well, they'll have to watch the episode and find out, won't they? Find it for yourselves. Yes, they will. Let us know. Were you confused by that quote? I sure was, and I thought, what are you talking about? (laughs) Of course, you're from a weird, screwed-up family. Yeah, but they turned out pretty good. At least their dad didn't turn to alcohol and abuse. He would turn to 
the trying to find the creature that killed Mary and get his revenge. No, he. No, wait, wait, wait. Now rewind here because Dean also said something weird. Like we were one case of beer away from being like Max or Sam said. Sam, that. I think, yeah. I mean, yeah. John did have his. Um, I don't want to say problems with alcohol, but you know. <coughs> He wasn't a teetotaler, but fortunately he wasn't the type that would go out, get drunk and come home and beat Sam and Dean. His, his efforts were towards finding whatever killed his wife and hunting it down. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was weird. It wasn't 100% respect for their father, though. Was, well, we were one case of beer away from being Max. It's <laughs> pretty dark, dude. Yeah, well, you know, look at the situation. They could have been. All right, so that's Nightmare. What's our next episode? Uh, season one, episode 15 is called Benders, and it happens in Hibbing, Minnesota. Vendors? Benders. Oh, Benders. As is it more spoon bending? <laughs> it's an entire episode where everyone sits around and bends spoons with their mind. Yes, sir. Or is it a, where, what's the country where they say get bent a lot? Uh, this one? Get bender. No, yeah. it's like the UK, I think. Calling someone a bender is like naughty. I have no idea. No idea. Man, I thought you watched a lot of British TV. I used to, but I'm not, not familiar with that term at all. All right, just a reminder, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Tune into that or sign up for that. Join us over there, whatever you do on Facebook. <laughs> um, obviously, if you're listening to this, you're subscribed someplace. Go ahead, rate, review, tell your friends. Um, we'd like to get some audience to talk to. Yes, we would. Before this whole show's over. <laughs> before we're all over, we need a couple of fans to interact with. We've only got a few episodes to go, folks. <laughs> Ooh, can we take one just quick side trip before we sign off? Sure. Been watching Cobra Kai. What have you thought about it? That's uh, more interesting than I thought it would be. Yeah, that's interesting <laughs> that you'd say that. Why? Why? What was your preconceived notion on it, that it's surpassing um i just thought i don't know it was just uh i mean and it kind of is kind of a riff on the karate kid movie and what happened between daniel and johnny and how their rivalry all these years later is still there and they hate each other that part i don't like but it's interesting the well they i i honestly (laughs) think they would be great friends except for all the other fuckers around them in their life um, their kids screw up their relationships. Their past business associates screw up their relationships. Their own br- uncle, brother, whoever Louis was. Yes, I do. Because otherwise, you, I don't register. But anyway, uh, we're not going to talk Cobra Kai because that's going to be the Super So if you uh, are sick of listening and watching Super Mario, check out Cobra Kai. But if you are sick of watching Supernatural, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Honestly. Tune in tomorrow and follow along. Yes. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.